Hi, and welcome to Wow Talk. I'm Donna Capacity, a thriving cancer survivor. And I'm her naturopathic doctor, Darlene Gustin. We're here to encourage, educate, and empower you on your journey to optimum wellness. Welcome. Today, we are going to talk about tonight. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. A lot of people are having problems with sleeping these days. Mm -hmm. So how'd you sleep last night, Donna? Not great. No? No, I... uh, I, It's not that I can't get to sleep. I can't stay asleep. Mm -hmm. That's my biggest issue. And I don't get nearly enough hours of sleep. I feel like I've conditioned myself, my body to think after five hours, that's good enough. But it is not not for me anyway. That's right. Well, that's that's a good point. Not for me. Mm-hmm. So what is enough sleep? A lot of the times when I ask patients about sleep and they go, well, how much sleep should I be getting? And I say, well, it can vary with age. So sometimes with age, we need less hours. And children, when they're growing, growth spurts, teenagers, they need more sleep, longer number of hours. But the, the right answer is for you to wake up feeling good to put in a full day. Okay. Right? Simple answer. And um, that can vary. That, that might even vary seasonally. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but there's just so many things that can affect our sleep, starting with were you exposed to sunshine first thing in the morning? So there's a lot of lifestyle medicine tips that can help with getting you to sleep better tonight. And it does start with going outside, open up the window or, or open your front door or go for a little 10 minute walk, take the garbage out, something to get that sunshine on your eyes and on your skin that can really help you tonight. And it helps hormonally. That's interesting. Is that the vitamin D or what is it? Well, there's two hormones that um, go up and down in opposition with each other. So in the morning, we are naturally high in cortisol Mm -hmm. and the melatonin is supposed to go down. So cortisol is also our stress hormone, but it's the hormone that also is involved in waking us up. Okay. And then at night, the cortisol, as the day goes by, the cortisol is supposed to reduce in the body and get out of the way. And then as we As the sun goes down, we have less exposure to light. Then slowly we start producing more melatonin. And melatonin is cortisol's opposite hormone. And melatonin helps us sleep. Yes. We'll revisit the whole melatonin thing closer to the end of this. Because I have some questions about about that. But what would you say is um, something that we should be really aware of when it comes to our children, for instance? And uh, making sure that they get enough sleep. So the two big things with children is a lot of children are doing sports and hockey and dance as after school activities, which is wonderful. Like they're off the electronics, they're socializing, they're getting physical activities. So it's good. But a lot of these um, teams that they're on with the leagues, the Ontario soccer and whatever, there's competitive competitive teams. They're out there many times a week and that wakes their body up. They're like revved up and they can't sleep because their whole body's on overdrive. And and that's one thing that's affecting the school-aged children, maybe even the teenagers. And um, then the other thing is electronic use. Okay, I was going to ask you about that. Mm-hmm. So so for many people in our modern lifestyle... We, Children and adults. Of course. Yes. They're, they're getting entertained on um, tablets and they're doing their homework on computers and they're maybe watching YouTube videos and TikTok or texting with friends and that light wakes us up. It, it brings the cortisol up again, oh. the, the exposure to blue light. 
So it's, it's recommended that you stay away from electronics in the last one to three hours of the day prior to your sleeping time. And if you must, for instance, study for an exam as a student, then maybe get some blue light glasses to block some of that out to, to not affect your sleep as much. That is so interesting. And that's different than a television or are they similar? Well, there's more distance between you and a television if it's on a okay. wall. It's not good either, but a lot of kids are in their bed with the laptop on, yes. their, on their lap or lying in bed with their cell phone, texting or watching TikTok, and, and that really interferes with the hormonal reasons for sleep. Okay. All right. Now, what about supplements that we could take? There are many. Um, <laughs> I know where do we start. <laughs> so melatonin is one of them. And um, melatonin is something that you should only take it if you need it. And a lot of people take it without actually measuring their melatonin. And generally, it's a safe thing to take if you um, are under stress and not sleeping well or exposed to electronics at night. And that's the, the sleep hormone that you naturally make. And you're just in a supplement form topping that up. Okay. And then I'd say the second most common sleep supplement that I give patients would be magnesium mm -hmm. and I measure magnesium and all the other minerals in a hair mineral analysis and then that helps me know what dose for how long and magnesium doesn't work alone so I almost never see a magnesium deficiency without a simultaneous calcium issue at the same time I knew you were going to say that yeah yep. and and so for most people, they need the calcium more than they need the magnesium, but some people need it the other way around. Mm -hmm. and, the, and some bodies can be very sensitive to that ratio to give the proper relaxation to sleep. And magnesium is one of my favorite minerals because it's involved in over 500, maybe 600 different reactions in the body. Oh. Yeah. So one deficiency, 500 consequences. My goodness. Yeah, so oh. so it affects your sleep. It affects how good your muscles relax. It affects the function of your nervous system. It affects your mood. It affects your menstrual cycle, your pH, your ability to pass stools, um, muscle cramps, restless legs, sleep apnea. It, it just, I could talk for a week about just magnesium. Yes. So it's a very common deficiency. I think about 80% of my patients, I do end up giving them magnesium at some point in time. Yes. So that's my number two supplement. Yeah. But, uh, and there are so many to choose from and, and, and they all work a different way. There are neurotransmitters that work on brain chemistry. There are things that work on calming down the nervous system. There are things that work hormonally, and you have to know a little more about a patient rather than just they're not sleeping to pick the right one, mm -hmm. the safe one, the effective one. Sure. Because yeah. once again, we're all unique, we're all different, and um, we need different, yeah, different and, treatments and things. Yeah, and, and a common thing that I hear from women after menopause is that because of menopause, they're not sleeping well. Oh. Not necessarily just because of hot flashes so it's very common after menopause that if progesterone is low mm -hmm. that that can that's one of the other hormones that can um, interfere with sleep and one of my favorite questions is did you have children 
and how did you sleep when you were pregnant? So when you're pregnant, there's, there's exaggerated amounts of progesterone in the body. So, so for any woman listening, that's a, a little clue for you that if you had fantastic sleep when you were pregnant and then later in life you go through a period of not sleeping well, um, that's one of the possible answers is that it's hormonal. Okay, mm-hmm. that is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about herbal teas like chamomile or other blends what would you say i love them you've seen my tea collection (laughs) (laughs) okay so i know what would you like to tell our listeners about them (laughs) so um i have this sentence that just keeps popping out of my mouth lately and it's never underestimate the power of a good cup of tea oh i like that yeah so so it's there's just a little bit of an art to choosing the right one Mm -hmm. so just a little bit of knowledge on what the tea does and um, they are gentle and very effective. So if I, if I was feeling wired and restless and thought, oh, I should go to bed, but I'm like really not ready for that, I might have some chamomile tea. Um, it, it calms down the nervous system mm-hmm. if you're feeling a little bit anxious, if your stomach's not feeling good. And that's very high on my list. But I also have holy basil. Oh, which, yes. Yeah. So that's also called Tulsi tea, and that tea is really good for bringing cortisol down, okay? Mm. So, so there's many teas to choose from, and there's essential oils and Epsom salt baths. I was just going to say, and the hot bath. I find that that works, once again, for me. Yep. That's one of my go-tos. I could be feeling wound up, and then I try to take a bath every night. Nice. And with the Epsom salts. And I will tell you, I have to drag myself out of the bathtub. I am so tired. It does truly relax me and makes me sleepy. Because there's a difference, too. You could be really tired, but not sleepy. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then another frustrating thing that a lot of patients have, especially patients with thyroid problems, they get into this state of wired and tired. Oh, Yes, and I, I call that driving fast with no gas in the car. Okay, yeah. So, so sometimes you have to work at, at things two different ways. Okay. Yeah. Another um, way of seeing sleep is sometimes it's not about the sleep. So, for instance, the person might be asking for a way to sleep better, and I'm talking about their digestion. Oh, very interesting. Mm-hmm. So a lot of families are finding that their dinners are really late for whatever reason. And our digestive function drastically drops after the sun goes down. So mm. if you're eating a large, late, heavy meal, the digestive process takes a lot of energy. And that can really take away from how well you fall asleep, how fast you fall asleep, how, how good the sleep is. And sometimes I'm actually giving digestive enzymes to help the person digest the meal. And it can be miraculous. And then it also tends to work like right from night one. That is really, really interesting. Speaking of eating late, how about um, the effects of alcohol? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know. Where do you start? (laughs) Well, a lot of people will drink uh, alcohol to decompress. Yes. And um, it might make you feel more relaxed, but doesn't necessarily improve your sleep. Mm -hmm. And with menopause, again, uh, circling back to that, a lot of the times our alcohol tolerance changes as part of how the whole body changes overall with 
menopause. And women will tell me that it used to be okay, and now they can't process alcohol the same way. I hear that a lot too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it depends also, not that it's good to drink every day, but drinking once a week, but a whole bunch of them is actually harder on the body. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not really not that good for you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I know. I know no matter how, which way you, you know, you try to spin it, Yeah. whether it's that glass of red wine a day, you know, it's it just, as you said, it's not, it's just really not good for you. And I think also what I've heard from people just talking is that it may help them go to sleep, but then the sleep is, un is interrupted and they can't stay asleep. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Because mm -hmm. they have to get up to go to the bathroom. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. Oh, is there anything else we should cover when it comes to sleep? Well, I thought I'd include the guys, right? Oh, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. So, so men, poor old souls, as they age, uh, and their prostates might enlarge a little bit, it, mm -hmm. it impinges on the tubes. And oh. the, um, they start having problems with urine and their sleep is often interrupted by waking up to go to the bathroom to pass urine. Mm -hmm. And so going back to not necessarily always giving neurological supplements for a sleep, sometimes it's actually a prostate product and he's sleeping better because he doesn't have to wake up to go to the bathroom. Wow. Yeah. So, so it's, uh, it could be affected by anything. Yeah. I feel like we have only just scratched the surface. Definitely. <laughs> and, and I want to go back to your comment about the Epsom salt. Okay. Epsom salt is a different chemical than salt per se. Mm -hmm. So salt, table salt in a kitchen is sodium chloride. But may, uh, Epsom salt is magnesium sulfate. Completely different Com animal. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's another source of magnesium. Okay. That and, makes sense. Yeah. And so that's why it's so effective. And when I recommend Epsom salts to patients um, and they say, oh, yes, yes, I'm going to put you on the spot now. How much salt are you using? Are, do you mean salt when Epsom I eat? Salt Epsom salt in the bathtub. I want to say I buy them in bulk. Mm -hmm. I do. So I'm going to say a good cup. Okay. I put in about a cup. Okay. So in my education, the number is two cups. Oh, wow. So, so I tell patients it's two cups for at least 20 minutes in a, in a bathtub. And, um, but one cup is working for you. Yes. And if it doesn't work at all for you, it could be because you're not one of those people who is low in magnesium, as mm -hmm. popular as that might be. Okay, and then now thinking along those lines, I buy some of the ones that have, let's say, the lavender uh, aromatherapy oil, the essential oil in them. I don't know how pure that is, probably not, because they're scented, but you did mention essential oils. So Definitely. what would you recommend in that, and how would one do it? Would you just put a few drops in your bath water? Right. What would you say? So for sure, essential oils are very effective at helping with stress and, and anxiety and sleep. And if you're having the Epsom salt bath, absolutely, you can add five to ten drops of essential oil to the bathtub. And also, you could make pillow sprays with essential oh, yes. oils where you add maybe five to 10 drops of essential oils to quarter to half a cup of water and just in a little spritz bottle. And people will spray this on their pillow or on their duvet or on their pajamas to sleep. Mm -hmm. But there are other essential oils that also work like vetiver oil. Um, yeah, yeah, I know that one. Yeah. So lavender, vetiver, 
Yes, there are many. There, there are, are many. many. Yeah. Could you give us a couple other ones that you um, can think of? Well, there's chamomile oil. There's it, it depends. Peppermint. Well, no, peppermint's more refreshing. Yeah. Um, but the other thing with essential oils is if you're having a shower, you can put a drop or two on the bottom of the shower and then you're kind of making a steam inhalation. Yes. And yeah. some people will apply if it's, um, if they have jewelry, will put the essential oils in their pendant or in their bracelet to inhale. And, um, but overuse of essential oils can kill your probiotics. Oh, gee. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't use a lot of essential oils, but, but lavender's at the top. And it's even used for babies. Okay. And you can use it in a diffuser. And if you don't have a diffuser, you don't have to. You can put, before you go to bed, obviously, you would put some water to boil on the stove and put it on a low simmer with a few drops of essential oils. And very quickly, you will smell lavender in the whole house. Right? Okay. Yeah. That's and beneficial for everybody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 But essential oils, you have to be careful with those with pets. Some essential oils are harmful for pets. Okay. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. do the research. Look definitely, it up. Definitely. Google it. So yeah, get, get look some into guidance it. with essential oils. And okay. also with supplements. A lot of patients take medications at night. Oh, oh yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there can be some overlap where you're getting too much of a good thing or some conflict between taking a supplement and a medication for mood or blood pressure or something. So, so you need some uh, guidance because natural doesn't mean safe. Natural works too. So therefore you have to do it properly. Yeah, that's great advice mm -hmm. on that. There's something I heard called, uh, is it valerian? Mm -hmm. that, and what is, yep. what is that? I've seen it in a dropper. Yep, yep. So that's a herb. That would be okay. a herbal tincture. And that's also used for stress, sleep, anxiety. If you get a, a herbal or a supplement product and it has herbs and minerals in it, in there you'll probably find valerian, passion flower. That's another one of the teas you could drink, passion flower. Mm -hmm. Lemon balm. Oh, yes. For yeah. an anxious person who needs to sleep. Like it's endless. Okay. And, um, yeah. And the other thing is that the room has to be dark. I was going to mention that. And the perfect cool temperature at around 65 degrees. So a whole bunch of little things you can do. Yes, because mm -hmm. I realize that I do sleep better if the room is dark. That's right. I will wake up earlier as soon as the sun is out. Yep. I will start to wake up. And I... You know, I'm trying to wear those sleep masks, but they bother me. My girls wear them, and it's great. They're fine. But I find that I don't know what it is. It just kind of bothers me having something on mm -hmm. my face. Then you just get some blackout blinds. That's what I need. I think that's what I need. Yeah. yeah. Especially people who live in, in towns and cities where there's a lot of light pollution. Okay. So if your blinds are not completely closed and you're in front of a street light, it's, it's affecting your melatonin production. Okay. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we could go on and on. However, um, however, we're going to night. Yeah, I know. I'm going to go to bed now. I'm really tired. I'm really sleepy. No, thank you very much. If you have any questions or any comments, uh, please do not hesitate to let us know. You can send us your comments, emails, and I uh, want to thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.